concept albums of all time. And Robert, what would you say is your favorite concept album if you, if you got put on the spot? Well, I really do like Monk Turner stuff, but uh, I was going to say Sgt. Pepper, I grew up with Pink Floyd and I never really did like his concept albums until I started listening to them a couple years ago. And so I appreciate a few of them. So I guess Pink Floyd's the big one. I, okay. I forget the title. <laughs> and Sgt. Pepper. The Beatles mm-hmm. did do concept albums, I think. Sure. But, you know, they kind of go back and forth. What would you say? Goodness, I'd probably stick to the one that you didn't like among the options. There's a band called MIRV, A Welcome to the Cosmodrome. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's about <laughs> becoming famous and giving up everything and uh, changing your physical appearance, which we'll also talk about in today's episode. So. And it's oh, got some catchy good. tunes. I mean, it's kind of mixed bag, I'd say. But anyway, so as you know, the obscurity quiz is about ranking from most famous to least famous, or rather reverse order, as the case may be, according to the All Music Guide's number of user ratings. Okay. Just explaining for the folks out there. Are you ready for the list of albums? Sure. All right, so we have concept albums today. A is Kid A by Radiohead from 2000. B is Tommy by The Who. Uh, C is The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance from 2006. D is American Idiot by Green Day from 2004. E is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which you mentioned, by The Beatles from 1967. F is The Suburbs, which won Arcade Fire a Grammy, I believe, in 2010. And if you're listening at home, maybe pause it and see how you would rank them, and then we'll hear what uh, what Robert thinks. And I'm just making random predictions. Mm-hmm. Well, historically, Sgt. Pepper is probably the most important and the most interesting, but probably uh, under this survey, American Idiot will be number one in terms of popularity. Radiohead will be number two. Sgt. Pepper will be number three. Arcade mm-hmm. Fire will be number four. Oh, I didn't even think about Chemical Romance. I'm not that familiar with that particular album, so I don't, I don't know. So I'll say Tommy and, and Black Parade near the end. Okay. I'm actually, uh, I've never heard any My Chemical Romance at all, and I uh, listened to Green Day in the 90s and never again, basically, so that's my, that's my own can I Can I just those. say that talking to people who are uh, who were born in 2000s, they, uh, and even 95, they're really big fans of Green Day. Uh, I, I was shocked yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, they had uh, much longer survival than I would have predicted from, from among the bands of the 90s that I listened to. It was like Green Day, well, that's probably one album, one album deal, never hear from them again. And then, wow, they really have kind of thrived in the 21st century, which is, totally surprised me. Yeah, okay, so your answers are, to sum up there are D-A-E-F-B-C, and uh, you, you should give the Beatles their, their due credit. I think uh, they're, they're actually number one. They're number one. All right. Uh, rise up, still rise to the top on, on the internet. Sergeant Pepper's had 10,119 user ratings. They were number one. Second was Kid A, you're correct, 8,571. Third is The Suburbs, actually, is Arcade Fire with 4,648. 
fourth is is Green Day actually. Green Green Day is uh, only three thousand three hundred twenty seven. Uh, the Who comes in just second to last with 2,851, and My Chemical Romance has only, quote-unquote, 1,107. And we, we say this only like this is not a lot, but by all music <laughs> standards and by the standards of our show, that's you know, astronomical. These are probably you know some of the highest, most often ranked albums on, on All Music Guide. And it needs to be said, you know, I guess I'm gratified that Sgt. Pepper is still up there, but uh, the Beatles are going to have a renaissance. Uh, about a year or two ago, they had that uh, kind of musical comedy movie, was it called Yesterday, where somebody yeah. <laughs> sings the Beatles songs in a world where they didn't have any Beatles. And coming up November, there's a big, big time documentary by the guy who did the Lord of the Ring films. He's doing a documentary oh. about uh, live Peter, concert footage. Live Peter concert Jackson? Footage. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. So that's that's going to be the Thanksgiving thing to look forward to. And you should look at uh, some of the clips on YouTube. There's one or two clips from the movie, and it is supposed to be mind-blowing. Mind all right, all right. So these are all examples of, of bands that I would not call novelty bands that, I mean, maybe took a break and did a concept or novelty album. Do you think it's better to be a well-known pop band and then you can actually have people pay attention to your concept album and then get a, get appreciated? Or is it better to be a novelty band in general? What do you think? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it, it's better to be famous. I mean, obviously, and, from uh, that, yeah. uh, just from the standpoint of getting the exposure and all that. But on the other hand, it can be constricting if... You know, your fans expect something of you and you you can't deliver it or if you're trying to do something different. I mean, the rubber soul and, you know, all that uh, studio crap that the Beatles did, you know, they probably lost a lot of fans. <laughs> but but, you know, they they kind of gained some, too. Sure, sure. Now, another thing, another thing, and I think this is kind of to what we're going to be talking about today, is that a lot of singers have mutations they just metamorphize into something else usually for, for like for a kids project or for a movie project and there's a lot of singers who classic example is devo and devo has been doing some they do occasionally kid stuff which is yeah. kind of so bizarre mm -hmm. and so there's kind of like this whole subculture of children's music it's the is it the yo gabba gabba i think talk about crossover appeal there right here <laughs> Yeah, I think that it's becoming really, really cool to do that. The gigs, which previous generations would regard as slumming, SpongeBob and all that, you can gain a lot of following from that. I mean, actually, it was B-52s who did a lot of that, too, even more than Devo. But I think of They Might Be Giants, Here Comes Science. Oh, They Might Be Giants, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, we'll of talk course, about that in the episode, too. Yeah, And, of course, ahead. video video games provide endless opportunities, and that it's where the fans are. So you do something that can be kind of uh, centered around a virtual environment or a video game environment, that certainly helps. So it seems that most of these bands, though, are, are they took a sidetrack. They did something different for a while. It's, if you're trying to gain fame through a novelty or concept album, that's a lot more difficult, maybe, especially for a whole album, maybe for one song. I, I think yeah. that's you maybe might go viral for a song, but to do it for a whole album, it's tough. Well, it's... It you know, we there's all these um, kind of things to wonder about, like what if the Beatles stayed around for, you know, several decades? I mean, they would be doing all sorts of kid stuff and maybe political stuff and maybe they would have broken up anyway. But uh, mm. 
if you make that assumption that they stayed together, I'm sure they would diversify and become more mainstream. Are you familiar with the archive that used to be in New York City, the record archive? Uh, uh, no, no. What is that? They were attempting to collect every album ever made. And they, uh, they, they had to move upstate because uh, their real estate in Manhattan was too expensive. So they, uh, yeah, they have an entire section. Look, look it up on, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes, uh, archive of all the records. And they have an entire section of almost Beatles albums. <laughs> full of yeah, I, I, I've, and, uh, I've seen some of that. Seen, yeah. There's been some pretty, there's a lot of mythologies and a lot of imitators who are kind mm-hmm. of mocking it. But some, there was one that well-known thing about that they were pretty, Pretending to be the Beatles, and they were kind of dancing around the fact whether they were actually the Beatles or not. And so people kind of jumped to the conclusion that they were the Beatles. I think they the album came out in the early seventies or so, so it was it was that time. And movie soundtracks. I mean, a lot of movie soundtracks are concept albums in a way, especially if somebody's writing the songs for it, and that happens. I mean, the Bee Gees wrote the songs for Saturday Night Fever. That's that's guess that might be a concept album in a way, but could be. All right. The concept of disco, I will I will happily retire on that note. You can get to the episode then. Thanks for playing the Obscurity Quiz once again. And remember, there's no pop on Out of Obscurity, and I knew it was coming, so that's why we're not a pop quiz, we're the Obscurity Quiz. Thank you.